Okay, so for uh, worst films of the decade, least favorite films of the decade so far, thus far. Oh, we're we jumping in straight with that, I guess. Okay, yeah. um, I've got... I've got four on my list. Um, I probably have more. I think of later. Uh, Short Term Twelve, Ida, Ghost Story, and Sicario. My four least favorite films of the decade. Yeah, so far, still. Um, still Ida. <laughs> yeah. What are you trying to be contrarian? That, <laughs> uh, I just yeah, I'm just trying to go against the grain. Why? But why? Mm, I thought the um the aesthetic and subject matter were like totally opposed and didn't make sense being put together so like the subject of holocaust trauma and then like the visuals of manhattan just for me felt like really distancing mhm i mean is it about the trauma of, of the holocaust isn't it also about um someone sort of coming to terms with their identity in a way but i mean mm. whether or not it's about the trauma of the holocaust the headroom the 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 film has is about divinity it's kind of about i don't know i see it that way like being in touch with god in terms of the mm. worst are we are we th- i think there are some obvious contenders for l- like objectively the yeah worst. yeah no so worst is in just like what i hate the most yeah right. yeah i think yeah. it. i think it's best if it's like it is subjective because like yeah because yeah. i feel like yeah there could be like really really bad movies but at the end of the day like making a film like we all know it's like whatever you finish a film that's amazing like that's something to be proud of anyways but i feel like the films that i hate the most are the ones that um are overrated yeah, i'm gonna put yeah. the, the leveling yeah. out there yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. No, the, I feel like there are <laughs> British films though that I hate more than that, so it wouldn't be on my. But uh, of the decade, of the decade, yeah. Such as. Yeah, but what makes them hateful is th- when they get overrated. Uh, yeah, so it's partly that, but I think it's partly like the um, the way the films kind of like anticipate being overrated, a bit like uh, Ghost. Is it called Ghost Story? The the, the one with, with Rooney Mara. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The way that's got like a kind of inbuilt indie tweeness to it, where it's sort of like the style of it is almost like pandering to the kind of nerds who think it's really cool. That 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 to me isn't just being overhyped, but it's like buying your own hype kind of. Yeah, it's which is the worst. Yes, yeah, so, so that I'd add the witch in, in the same in the same. Oh, so vein. I would. I think the witch is in that vein, but um, which you haven't seen is the lighthouse is yeah. much actually much more offensively like that. Mm-hmm. But it, it it does the acting not at least carry it? Um, no, not really. I think Robert Pattinson's kind of like seems a bit lost in it, not in like a deliberate way, but he's kind of looks like he's had no direction, so he's sort of like shivering with uncertainty. Um, yeah, it's just like it's like the witch, but without any of the interesting kind of like childhood angles or mm-hmm. uh, Puritan stuff. It's literally just like the director's fantasy of what filmmaking should feel like, <coughs> which is like basically suffocating. 
So is this more of an the most overrated films of the decade? Then is that no? Fair I think most it? hated is fair because because they're just like circle jerks okay. so between like filmmakers and critics and festivals. It's just like mm-hmm. yeah, it's a circle I jerk. Think, I think that plays into it. I think yeah, hatred is more like the oh sorry, is more like the quality times your personal reaction to it, which isn't. Which means it's not just judging the film; it's also like uh, other factors, right? Including your own biases. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not al- not always ob- objective, obviously. Mm. So, what else would you add to that, Shella? I really didn't like Black Klansman, but see that that is like very—it's <laughs> super subjective. I just found—I uh, don't even know why I didn't like it now. But yeah, like I felt like he was sort of pandering to sort of a mass public. Like I hated the caricatured art, like actors. But yeah, like it clearly, oh, sorry. Um, it clearly just had an emotional response from me. Um, we also had a fight about it. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of this uh, thread I saw on, on Twitter the other day, which was um, a guy saying... Uh, Trying to think of films in recent years which grossly and boringly pander to audience by affirming things they already n- believe. Yeah. Um, and that ca- that could fall into that category. Like, not saying it's boring, but it does kind of, on its um, critiques of racism in the police force to an audience who already thinks that it's quite generic... But then I guess what you're saying is because it, by appealing to a mass audience, maybe it also is reaching less like bourgeois art house cinema goers and more of a mainstream racist public. Yeah, is I that th- good though? I don't know. I think by I mean, being a little level. bit more simplified, it it reached a larger audience and and therefore and that is, has been sp- you know sp- Spike Lee's films are so nuanced in 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 the last I don't know the last fifteen years. Um, his films haven't reached a massive audience. A film like Chirac, for example, isn't. Yeah, it, it's more experimental, but exactly. no one really saw it. And even though I loved that movie, it's I can see what he was doing with Black Klansman, and um, I think he felt the story was too important to be too experimental with it. It was also mm. the cop movie genre, like that's what he the tropes he was playing with, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, um, sorry, go on. No, no, I was, mo- I was. It just made me think about the same reactions I had that last week. I saw a Marriage Story and I saw Atlantics, mm. and after I left the cinema in Marriage Story, um, everyone loved it. Like I'd never been, I'd never mm. left a cinema where people were so happy. Mm. They were really engaged, sort of like talking to their partners about it in like actually talking about cinema and i think maybe some of the people that were there would usually not watch a film at the ica or something what time was the screening um at six i think i think partly with a film like that people like seeing especially uh, um cinema like i say yeah couples couples go and see it and um people like seeing People like them on the screen. It, that's so. That's what I felt with that because I remember Atlantics. I thought was beautiful. I loved it, and I thought it was stylistically so different. But I didn't come out feeling the same way I felt with Marriage Story, and that just made me realize how everyone just wants to hear something about themselves. Mm-hmm. 
like we just want to see ourselves. Samagora is a narcissist. Yes. So I yeah I guess that's a good, uh, sp- especially because Adam Driver was in Black Klansman, uh, a good segue into into Marriage Story. Shala, what did you think of Marriage Story? Hmm. Why do I have to start? I mean, I don't know. I had I like we spoke about it before. I had issues with it. I think the music was really clunky. I think tonally, some of the comedy moments just felt like they clashed with the rest of the film um i wasn't the biggest fan of scarlett johansson um i don't know i just like somehow didn't believe some of her performance and i felt like i mean her hands were like bothering me the entire time like the way Mm -hmm. that she would move and like i mean whatever you know that's obviously her style um but towards the end i found it really touching and i came out and i was like i really liked it like so I so I just feel like the journey with Adam Driver and I guess just you know a heartbreak story at the end of the day kind of um made it uh quite an enjoyable film Mm -hmm. and I kind of forgot about all of the tonal issues um you know that scene with the pie with the sister is hilarious Mm. But I think that was yeah. that that seems a perfect example of what I thought the problem with the film was was that it had great moments and I I think it ha- I think I have a problem with Scarlett Johansson's performance and even though she's she's a, a great actress I just didn't believe her for some reason in this but I I, f- I found that the biggest problem was that Baumbach wanted to have his cake and eat it and he wanted to make a serious marriage divorce movie and a mumblecore and a mumblecore yeah. comedy you know mm. yeah. What did you think, Theo? Um, no, I I thought it's it's just kind of the same territory he's been doing throughout his career, but probably the most successful in a way that the comedy scenes, like with the pie and in the divorce court, um, another oh divorce court scene wasn't that, that wasn't funny. that funny, no, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, but but just Ray Liotta, I guess, generally. Um, were oh yeah, he is funny. Were extremely funny, and then the more kind of brutal scenes were quite distressing. Um, so, so I thought, I thought in that sense, it was kind of the Noah Baumbach perfecting what he's been doing over his whole career. But at the same time, it's kind of weird that when someone can perfect something, you still feel a tiny bit underwhelmed. Maybe because he's not out of his comfort zone, it's working within the same environments and with the same means. Yeah, the same like we've tools. just seen it too much. Yeah. There was one thing that really annoyed me, and I know this is like a small thing, but like, you know, when they do the list of like, oh, you know, write down what you like about each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like anyone that has had any kind of therapy would understand that the list is done when you go, like, it, it just felt it just felt like it was a huge error. Like you don't, ma- uh, your therapist is not going to make you <laughs> write a list or like a when you're error. already like getting divorced. No, but no, no, but this, this is one of the earliest scenes and he's a divorce. He's like a separation mediator. Yeah. That's, I don't know. I feel it, like which makes kind it even more of bougie. took it from a therapist kind of view. I mean, whatever. It's just it was kind of like a cute opening that maybe, yeah, reflecting on it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And just I felt like all of the small moments, like watching it again today, all all of the small 
moments in the movie that feel like they could be good you know a good scenes on their own are just actually just plants to you know the, the whole list is just a plant for mm. the ending from a from a screenplay yeah but it felt kind of contrived exactly and then yeah. there's the plant with his knife it, when he's in the stairwell and he gets a phone call oh, and, I and I that's that. that plants for when later he cuts oh, himself yeah. and it and all he yeah, does is cut to a close-up yeah. of him playing with his knife and it's a nothing that we've seen before b it's it's very nothing obvious. we haven't seen before yeah, no, no, it's nothing. We, we haven't seen the knife before in the oh, movie. Right. So it makes no sense for him just to be playing with... Like, maybe oh, if yeah. he took it out and scratched something into the wall or something, and it, I mean, it was less... But mm. Bamak's literally saying, remember this pen knife. Mm. Uh, it's going to come back later. You know? Isn't there a bit of a yeah. pen knife in his son? Is that is that separate or is that the no, same? No, no, that's moment? the same. Oh. That's the same. It's not the same moment. It's the same knife. Later, when the woman comes yeah. to the check, yeah, no, I, I remember yeah. that. That I thought that yeah. part was quite good though because it did kind of show what a uh, low life he'd sunk into. Mm-hmm. It was funny, it, um... but also it it showed him trying, and I get it. I guess it it got him to think about how all of the small things that he does as a, fa- as a father that and, and might that not be any right, parent yeah. would watch that people you know parents do things as parents with their kids that a court of law might not necessarily think is appropriate mm-hmm. i mean it's just again getting at how brutal the yeah the court system is. I, th- I think yeah but then also that is kind of um softened by the court investigator being so like dysfunctional herself but that was another problem i had with the but movie I all of that the su- was all right though but all of the supporting characters felt like coen brothers movie characters mm. with the mom the the moderator or the um the woman that comes to check on the the, the wacky people in his yeah. theater company yeah. Yeah. yeah and and his lawyer that he finally takes i mean i didn't mind that so much i get it they're stock characters but the only two real people are, are you know adam driver and scarjo even though i don't remember their character names um yeah it doesn't matter yeah so i didn't mind <laughs> i didn't yeah i didn't mind that so much uh i just i guess Scarlett Johansson didn't fully convince me. She did fall almost into that archetypal kind of character. Um, and, you know, mm. like, you know, those two sort of solos that they both have where they both sort of sing an entire track. I just felt like that was really unnecessary. I felt like culturally, I just can't understand that. Like yeah. Singing in public among friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they are theater people. Yeah, that's right. So it's different. Who did you think was a better parent? So I think it was very... He very much made Scarlett Johansson seem like the better parent. Yeah, but from a traditional point of from view. From a traditional... But he, he, I'd prefer to have him as my dad. Hmm. Well, from a traditional point of view, I mean, yeah, she seemed a little bit smothering, but there was a point there was a moment where i did find myself questioning like why is she even leaving him you know i felt so much more for adam just because i felt like he obviously fucked up um he didn't have family he didn't have a support system um and i i know that he cheated on her but i just i ultimately just didn't believe he'd also been sleeping on the couch for six months just for the record it's because they weren't having sex that's what he says isn't it yeah, but I feel like that's quite common in divorces as well. Before people get divorced, they start having sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard parents, friends. 
talking about that. Yeah, but yeah. But I mean, over I as I still think when you say that it's like what he, I think Francis Ha was a, is a, is a almost perfect movie mm. compared mm. to this. I think Squid in the Whale is actually really good as well. That's yeah, weird. I mean, yeah. I like Margot at the wedding. Oh yeah. Maybe yeah. everyone has yeah. a different. Yeah. I actually think I like those other films more than Marriage Story. Like it mm. was almost too. I mean, even though I did like Marriage Story, but maybe I'm just analyzing it too much and ruining it for myself. The uh, the other th- kind of obvious criticism for me was that he he seemed to be too aware that he was at you know making an attempt to add to the genre of divorce movies. And he, that's what I mean by one in his cake. And he, there were these isolated scenes of comedy, like the served, the, the bit where the sisters got to serve Adam Driver's character. Um, but then they, he also had these very, these scenes that were supposed to be taken seriously, I think, or maybe I'm just receiving it wrong, but where uh, Scotty Hansen goes to Adam Driver's flat in LA and he kind of, they have this huge fight. They're just sh- shouting insults at each other and he breaks down onto his knees. And, and I thought that um, melodramatic is the wrong word because it, it is a melodrama, but in, in a good way. But I, I just, I felt like he wanted to be on the lists of uh, scenes from a marriage and and these yeah. you know, Woody Allen and, uh, European divorce movies. And yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of, he had all the pieces, but it just didn't, it didn't fit it just didn't quite fit together and then there's just small stuff like the aspect ratio and it's just certain things that i just felt what was the aspect ratio i forgot it was it was was it one six x or i can't remember what it was but it was just slightly slightly smaller than um yeah that was quite yeah i think it was maybe european tv like the european tv format or is it oh one six six i think it's one six six but that would be really no i don't think it was that tight it was like uh, I don't remember I it Academy. being tight. The, cl- uh, the close-ups are quite tight, and they feel they're mm. a bit like forced, aren't they? Sometimes they, they they look good, but there's a bit of a kind of heavy-handedness about the, especially Scarlett Johansson. I think in Laura Dern's office. Yeah, it's one six six. Okay, it's yeah. It feel it feels quite like conscious of being in that. Tr- Bergman tradition and like when she, yeah we just saw that scene where she has the whole spiel and uh, and she walks into the bathroom blows her nose and yeah. it's all one long shot for me the best parts of that movie were Laura Dern and uh, oh, really? Ray, I'm, I'm Ray starting Liotta. to get sick of Laura Dern yeah same here I am especially in that she kind does one of, thing she, especially that kind of character she does it in Big Little Lies yeah uh yeah I'm sick of it as well I you know it's a shtick something else yeah she, she's good in David Lynch films but that's about it does marriage story deserve if the oscars mean anything if the academy awards mean anything mm. does it deserve to um to get nominated there? yeah I or to, or to so. win something i think it could get nominated for best performance uh from who from adam driver mm-hmm. uh it might get nominated for scarlet but just on adam driver real quick really to best supporting don't you think adam driver is the, the same, same guy. He, he was yeah. the same in this movie as he was in Black Klansman. As yeah, he but was. Na- but, but I name, like him. Yeah, but yeah. I like him exactly. That's and the also problem. name me another male actor that could do that character and that sort of complexity between like vulnerability and macho-ness better than him. But I think the, that the complexity isn't something deliberate that he's doing. Oh That's yeah, it's just, just him. it's just him. Yeah, but no one else can do it. Like who who else who else could do it? Just also, I th- yeah, and think. I think I think he is genuine when he like in girls as well when he's 
horrible. He's genuinely horrible. He's yeah. not just that nice guy who you wish liked you more. He's like actually unpleasant and kind of violent. So yeah, and he's kind of like uh, this man that every girl's familiar with in a way, and and you know, if anything, gives voice to the fucking dickhead, you know, mm-hmm. or at least like the damage complex, like male. Uh, character mm-hmm. but have we won that out do you think it will get nominated for anything else I think it will get I think it will get nominated for for Academy Awards I, I ju- it, it might get nominated because of I think Noah Baumbach's reputation as a writer director it might get nominated for original screenplay yeah I um, was thinking it might get screenplay and also I feel like I could be wrong but I feel like original screenplay is actually maybe hard, um, less there are less than adapted, so it's yeah. less competitive, maybe. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't really care. What else is up on that list? Of no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. But like um, outside of the four, they they films. usually have like odds odds on it already. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm I mean, curious. what's what's even gonna win? Um, by odds, do you mean at the bookies? Yeah, like yeah, but I think people sort of make their careers out of not even not even betting, but just like speculating on. The, mm-hmm. It's weird. It starts quite early in the year. No one watches the Oscars anymore. Um, but usually there's like a. I, I I actually can't even think what's the what's the front runner. Yeah, I don't know. Either. For best film. Yeah. It's Joker, I think. Yes. Seriously, yes. is yes. it? Yes, is definitely. That's like the most 2019 thing that could that. happen. Yeah. Although it'll be in 2020, but you you mm. get what I mean. Yeah. Joker winning an Oscar. So. Um, Best films of the decade. Mm-hmm. <sighs> all right, work, should we all do one? Maybe, maybe work work backwards if you have a few. So work from. Is ma- the, well, the most recent film? It, well, is Marriage Story on your list? No, no, no. 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 Is I do Story have. On your I list? have a Noah Baumbach film though. What? Francis Ha. Really? Yeah. I think I think that's a. G- it's not on my list, but it's a. Um, I mean, you know. It's valid. Isn't it? Isn't it sort of Greta Gerwig though? At yes. At her worst. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think we Don't were talking like about film? this the other day, and how we kind of see it Ambivalent. more as a, how we kind of see it more as a Greta Gerwig film than we do a yeah. Baumbach film. Like yeah. she co-wrote it. I think she maybe co-directed it. No, I don't think. No, she, she did. just wrote but it. But she probably did. Because uh, she's uncredited. Like every. <laughs> she's in every scene, isn't she? I, mean, I don't know. That's another discussion. But no, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like Francis has maybe aged a bit badly in in relation to other stuff they've done. Like maybe Mistress America is better. I compl- I Mistress I'm America, yeah, no way. Side of the yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think Mistress America was bad a year after it came but out. But I, I like the way Mistress America. She's like genuinely awkward. Yeah, and just yeah, like ab- abrasive and. Uh, exploitative. Frances Ha, it kind of annoys me how it's a bit self-pitying and like yeah. she's just. I feel like it's a bit. It's going to be looked at like in history a bit as like the archetypal like why millennials didn't were get anywhere. F- failed generation because yeah. of okay. people like Frances Ha. Yeah, just like feeling sorry for herself, but also clearly is not doing that badly. Mm-hmm. Like she gets a job at the end and. She runs through the streets like she's in a French New Wave. She film. lives in New York. She lives in New York. She got rich friends. You know what I mean? She has to go home for a bit, yeah. and then when she's at home, she made Ladybird. So <laughs> <laughs> she's 
it'll work out. Whereas Mistress America is more like yeah, direct. I think I, I don't know why I put it on that on the list. I think mm. I put it on the list because of maybe it kind of is is the peak of Mumblecore or maybe the end of Mumblecore. I don't mm. know, but it kind of brings I together. Think, I think computer chess, which is on my list, is Compu- the peak of Mumblecore. Oh, okay. Now that I'm looking at it, I have, uh, you know, I've got Madeline's Madeline. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, yeah so we too. knew that. All so that's of us. Scenes yeah. Journal <laughs> number one I feel movie like of the she decade. Cared about. Yeah, I, I, yeah, me too. Like it, I didn't, I didn't go in watching it. Um, like you guys had hyped it up a little bit, but and the industry had hyped it up, but I didn't. I expected not to like it. Um, but yeah. It just, yeah, it takes you by surprise that you think it's one thing. Mm-hmm. Quite, like, you're quite certain it's one thing and then it, like, crumbles your, or shatters, rather, like, your expectations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which not many films in 2019 did. Yeah, definitely. What have you got to you? Um, the most recent one is one that I was fortunate enough to see a preview of is um, Uncut Gems, mm-hmm. which is just, like... Um, Safety Brothers, kind of, it feels like they're definitive New York hustler, uh, loser, fuck up film, with Adam Sandler being his like most idiotic, but probably also his most kind of emotional, um, and yeah, it's it's incredible incredible film. Um, they wanted to make that before. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and, and it makes sense. Time. It makes sense because it's got the sort of rough energy and the kind of similar style to Good Time, but just with a much more, I'd say, like layered story. More um, the relationships are they're not just fleeting. They feel like they've been thought about and they're kind of built in. And apparently, I hadn't I hadn't heard this by um, a woman who's wor- I know who's worked with them. Uh, told me it's the character's based on their dad. Um, right. I don't know if that's public knowledge or if I'm just yeah if I'm just repeating something everyone already knows. But um, and she actually met their dad and said he was quite a. Uh, he seemed like quite a, like a sort of quiet, dignified guy. So in that case, he's nothing like Adam Sandler is in this film. But I think he did similarly work in diamond dealing, maybe, for a little bit. So then that's the world the film is set in. And it's very detailed and very um, like a window into something that you had no idea was like that. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, you could have guessed a bit. but When yeah. is that released? Um, must be in the new year sometime. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's even been released in America yet. Like a lot of people talking about on Twitter. I think there's been a lot of screenings, but it hasn't been released. Can mm-hmm. we see the trailer? Um, yeah, I yeah. Have seen I, I, I haven't I don't, seen it. I think I have seen it, but I can't remember it. It's got The weekend in it. Oh, and also it's set in 2012. Oh, so, okay. so, so we got Uncut Gems on the list. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Madeline's Madeline. Yeah. Uncut Gems. Um, Shala? Um, I'm just trying to stay away from things. I don't think Francis Hara is going to make No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. I'll take that. Um, I... I'm trying to, because f- I feel like I've noticed a lot of new films, so I'm trying to like point out the older ones. So I have Enemy on there. 
Yeah, that's a good show. Is it? I don't I know. I know it's really confusing. I know some people have issues with it. But uh, I haven't seen it. Oh, dude, such a good you film, man. It? No, no. It's I, I so don't good. like the director's later films, but I mean, Sicario is... Yeah, yeah, his latest films are... For my sight. No, but, yeah, but en- Enemy's really good. The only problem it has is with it It was with its ending, with the just the last five minutes. Well, people have a problem with the ending. Can, can not not the last... Y- no, 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 don't tell him. No, yeah, no, okay. I don't. I honestly no, don't no. mind. Tell me. Okay. You don't, no, you should see it. You def- I don't no, think you I will. Why not? I think you'd really like it. It's nothing like his other films. But, but if, okay, if you want to discuss the ending, I don't mind. Like I won't, I won't be. Yeah, upset. well, he won't get it anyway. There's a massive spider in his room at the end, but that's not the ending that I'm talking about. Which one? Oh, you're talking about Wait, the, that's the, the, ending. Spi- the spider going over the city. No, the the bit where they crash and all that shit. I just, ah, it just okay. didn't. It just had a bit of a. I feel like he could have resolved that a little bit better. Yeah, maybe. But the tone of the whole film and the way it's directed. I mean, is it, it, it also the way it looks. I mean, yeah, the tone of it is just so different. And mm-hmm. and you know, I look at the films that are out now and everything that is all hyped up. It's very controlled. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was good. Um, so yeah, that was even if a little bit pretentious in its uh, symbology. Yeah, yeah, it's very pretentious um, and metaphorical in a way. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, but yeah, and then the other one that's a little bit older, oh, or not? Yeah, a little bit older. Shame. Shame. Oh yeah, that's like what twenty twelve or something. Yeah, I remember watching that and yeah, still at school. Um, yeah, don't that's a good. Else, I, uh, I, th- I think don't you like it? No, no, I just can't remember. Oh. I mean, yeah, I think I think that one of his films makes the list. I think Shame is great. Mm, yeah, I mean, which is his best? Hun- that or that hunger. hunger? When was that? Hunger's before, I think. Yeah, mm. I think that's, I don't I think think that's that um, 2000 something. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shame. I, I, I feel like if I had to choose one of his films, it would be Shame. Yeah. I got Melancholia, I think is, is mm. valid. I haven't seen it. You've never seen Melancholia? No. Wow. Nope. I thought about putting that in there, but I'm like. Mm. It's his best film. I think I only wanted it in there because I really like Kristen Dunst and I feel like she's the most underrated actress out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she didn't get her Oscar nomination for that film because he said his Nazi stuff. So. Was that then? The Nazi? Yeah, it was that yeah, year. That was and she's, she's uh, like Cameron. openly said, like, I feel like I didn't get what I could have gotten that year because yeah. of his comments. Yeah, but that's also so... It's a can, yeah. Like inward looking from yeah, no no yeah of course so like, oh, i could have won an oscar if the director hadn't made an ask yeah it just i mean but he also just like yeah i mean she might be right but it's, it's just massive speculation yes it's true um theo uh okay so earlier ones um i must be forgetting stuff but um the earliest is probably margaret because um or margaret i don't know how to say it. Because uh, it was made in 2006, but released in 2011, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenneth Lonergan's film, um, where Anna Paquin plays like a, oh, I like her. a self-absorbed teenager who witnesses a bus crash that kills a woman, and kind of like thinks she's going to be able to make it right, uh, and learns that she's not important enough to make a difference. But yeah, mm. d- that's like the the plot doesn't really matter. It's more just like a very realistic portrayal of a kind of upper class, frustrated teenager. Um, and yeah, just like in form as well. It doesn't really feel like anything else that's up there from this decade. Like it's it's quite 
um quite episodic but the end like not not in a um self-indulgent way it's like each moment is clearly key to shaping her um growing up but also it's not like anything is really uh contrived or supposed to be significant or wait so why did it get released uh later i think because it's three and a bit hours Uh. and i think the studio just refused to release it unless he He cut cut it it down down. he refused and it was just like a sort of oh so yeah deadlock but yeah and then i think the next one he made after that is manchester by the season yeah that's on there um i don't know has it been a good day i think it's been quite a good decade i think maybe it was it was kind of a bad decade for like animation no i was gonna i was gonna say like the the art house drama um Mm. I think, I mean, obviously you can't like split it off by every 10 years, but I feel like the last decade there were quite a lot of good, like interesting European, it's particularly European, like quite slow, quite clinical, like very realistic dramas about ordinary people, which were quite kind of like crushing and, Mm -hmm. and good. And then this decade it felt like, those just got taken a bit out of hand and just became like what was interesting about them was just distorted no 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 definitely it just became like it became sort of like a badge of Mm -hmm. honor being mundane maybe which before that was like observing people's lives and then in this decade it felt like it became like a sort of prestige thing yeah there is one sort of social realist film that i think belongs in this decade Mm. and it's certain women uh, for being top one of the top films. Top. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, La- Laura Dern. Laura Dern, yeah, but you know, and it could True. fall into that that kind of mundane. Yeah, it, it's different film. though. I think the structure yeah. is really what it what what it has going for. Yeah. Um, for itself, is that right? Anyway. Yeah. Um, the structure and I guess the characters are. Yeah, are sort of interesting. I guess maybe characters we don't really see uh, on a, in American cinema too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Def- definitely the um, the girl on the horse. The girl on the horse, and then who were the, there was the lawyer. Yeah, and then uh, oh no, Michelle Williams is quite a stand like standard American. But she wasn't like character. too sympathetic, or yeah. it was quite like a yeah. It was quite interesting portrayal of that kind of character. Cause yeah. she's, is she cheating or is she being cheated on? Oh, she's just really like she's I- just a bit isolated. Anal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forget if she was. Yeah. I, I think her husband's having an affair, affair with Laura, with Laura Dern, Dern, but that's not yeah. really the point. It's not. Yeah, you just the, see it, you don't. yeah. That's just yeah. the connection between yeah. them. But yeah, it might just be the structure, the sort of three-part structure that made it uh, a little different. Another one of her movies I thought was doesn't quite make the list but i thought was great was night moves and again that film has a problem with its third the first half of night moves is is excellent Mm -hmm. yeah and the second half of it is like a bit pointless yeah it just it just it was just plot for plot's sake and it it just it it was just yeah got stupid at some point but i think it's fair kelly wycott's definitely one of the like particularly among american indie directors one of the more interesting directors this decade 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, she's definitely a slow cinema kind of director and one that maybe uh, couldn't almost belong to the previous decade. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I think in a way. some of the di- other sort of what was called slow cinema, some of those directors kind of turned out like slightly underwhelming films in the late, latter part. Like who? I mean, um, I was thinking of like... Um, uh, the Turkish director, um, Chilan, no, Nuri Chilan, Nuri uh, Bilge Bilge Chilan. Yeah. Chilan. Yeah, yeah, I do um, like him. Yeah, no, he, he's good, and I liked um, Uzak, which was like early 2000s. And I mean, it feels arbitrary saying it, but his more recent films, like the one actually that won at Cannes, was just kind of retreading the same ground. Which is the one that won Once Upon a Time? No, no I went to sleep. Oh, I um, seen it was one. just like same tough, and then I like him. Um, Christian Munju did four months, three weeks, two days. Yeah, film I really like. I was gonna say, what year was that? That oh, that yeah, that's two thousand something. Right. Uh, and actually, he did make a good film this decade, uh, Beyond the Hills. But his most recent one again, it was just like this kind of like grinding realism, which doesn't. It just sort of stops shedding light on stuff after a while. And these are the good directors. Like, there's obviously, like, we're talking about the leveling, like, bad films that try and imitate that by bad directors. So it's just, it feels a bit like... um, Yeah, it just can't sustain itself for very long. And even the good practitioners of it are sort of running out. Another Mm -hmm. good example, actually... um, Ken Loach. Oh, God, yeah. Well, (laughs) that's that's more than a decade. A whole lot. Bruno Dumont, who... um, uh, did the life of Jesus, the, the film mm-hmm. I saw again the other night. Um, he, this this decade, he started making these kind of weird, like slapstick, farce comedies, which are like totally different, or couldn't be further from the sort of realism documentary style that he's been making before. And it's not always successful, but I think at least it shows an acknowledgement that like maybe you should explore other things after mm. a while. But they yeah. were good. Um, mixed question. The p- the one of them was a TV series about um cops in uh, northern France, which is very very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones are not. I actually haven't seen much of the other stuff. It's not really my thing. But I think at least it shows like a desire to branch out and not just sort of like resting on the laurels of being accepted in Cannes. Or, yeah. Although he he is still accepted in Cannes. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I definitely respect directors who um, evolve and try new things. One uh, film I thought, like, deserves to be on everyone's list of best films of the decade. And, like, it's not even one of my favorite films, but honestly, like, this film was fucking amazing. It was Holy Motors. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I just yeah, think yeah, it yeah, just okay. needs to be on everyone's list. It's crazy. It's so different. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one I kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's a great film. Um, the the other one I got on my list, which you guys might not agree with, is uh, Force Majeure, the Ruben Osman. I just don't like it. it. It's good, but I feel like it hasn't aged brilliantly. Mm-hmm. It feels a bit like a bit safe now, maybe. Maybe it's because everyone's doing like toxic masculinity and it's become an annoying buzzword. But at the time, it definitely felt like, oh, that's funny. It's showing the way men behave. But now it's a bit like. I don't know. Well, I thought it was more than that. I think mm. it, it it taps into a, a marriage and and talks about the not only toxic masculinity but the 
um, the expectations that men have to be quote unquote men and versus um, the way in which one might naturally react and yeah, and there's, I guess, there's that yeah. whole thing I mean, of, of also how she deals with it. And yeah, if that, it's that's why I think it's good yeah. about it. It's I, show, yeah, I think it is complex. I think it is interesting. But my problem with his films is that it's a thesis paper. It's always mm. a thesis. There's like one thing that he wants to talk about and sort of like one statement. And then the entire film is sort of geared towards that, especially the square. I think force majeure is better than the square yeah. because at least it, um, at least you empathize with the characters a little bit. Um, yeah. Um, I on mean, the, I, yeah. On that note, actually another director who is from that sort of art house, um, sort of establishment who made a terrible film this decade Michael Haneke yeah. uh, Happy Ends oh, I, which was I don't know if it's that. terrible I was wondering if there was <laughs> anything he made this decade that we could put in like what has he made just this Amor decade? and that isn't it oh and is the American Funny Game no 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 no, no. let's see American Funny Game so has he only made two films in this the... decade let's see never said decade so many times in my life yeah because I thought maybe there would be a film. Ooh, I did put L in there, speaking of. Oh, that. L, that's a good shout. Even yeah, though it's yeah, kind yeah. of a crazy <laughs> No, I like, I like L. I think L is a really good film. Yeah, so it's just a more. We, need, we need to have a Hooper. Hooper is maybe like the best actress of the decade. Of the decade. So <laughs> and you need to have a Hooper film. Um, that or, yeah. The, it it is strange. I, I wonder if, because when you Google the best films of the decade, mm -hmm. you get all these lists and 80% of the movies are american or british yeah. or definitely english language and so i wonder if if we, that's just like yeah. american bias if it or if it's just or if they know, are just better than or us. if they are better well none of them are english no, not, not says about english no? uh or british like no uh, really. we need to talk I mean, about kevin you were never oh, really here. You mean the list that we see on other people? No, I mean like there's a lack of foreign language yeah i think that, that's that's pretty fair i don't have we've said a few but yeah I mean, I think people just don't watch foreign languages as much. At the end of the day, most people speak English, so these are the films that we all watch. They're all they're all common amongst us a little bit, whereas the the foreign ones are, you know, a little bit more niche. Strange by the Lake is in some lists. I really like that okay. film. I haven't seen it. Uh, but film. I'm sure Parasite will make lots of people's lists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it probably would. You haven't seen it? Or you have? I have. I have seen Parasite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I might I go watch that tonight. Yeah. Um, Another one I was going to mention because mm, I know that you loved it and mm, I loved it as well. First mm. Reformed. Oh I yeah. Like that. Yeah. I yeah. really loved that. I li movie. I like I would I wouldn't I don't think it would go up there, but yeah, it was one of the best films of last year. It's definitely a standout film. Like I, yeah. I there's it yeah. it's not like night moves, but it kind of swims in those wars. It's it? uncompromising. Yeah. I think um yeah, another one that um probably is not similar, but I just thought, I've thought of it. Um Inherent Vice is mm. one of the most, yeah, like... Over Phantom Thread. Huh? Over Phantom yeah, Thread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel Phantom Thread is just not, like, the subject matter and the Daniel Day-Lewis shit is not really for me. But I think Inherent Vice is <laughs> um, just, like, the structure of it feels, like, genuinely daring and mm -hmm. and somehow it's pulled off, like, this sprawling novelistic thing. Um, yeah, it's so rewatchable. Yeah, yeah, and it's really yeah, kind of sensual, huh? Josh Brolin's character in that yeah. is amazing. Yeah, um, all the all the characters actually like that. That's the other thing. It's so like 
there's so many kind of micro characters mm -hmm. which are really memorable and um and yeah and also like the cult and I, I, they're just bits of it come back to me it's just like it's not overdone that's the thing like it, it's a really elaborate kind of almost like kind of fairy tale mm -hmm. california but it's not it's still all the characters still feel quite like real okay my last one was um i don't even know the entire title i just call it uncle bon me uh, oh yeah yeah but basically like just a peach tongue because yeah he changed everything uncle bon me's past life he deserves who recalls his past life, yeah. That's is that, called. yeah, so was that 2012, is it? Let me see. It says it's 2010, actually. 2010, okay, Oh, that was just. actually quite a while ago, yeah. What, yeah. But he has made some really great films since yeah. then. Um, what was after that? Tropical Madness. Let me see. I mean, I guess with him, it's like, it's kind. Of, they're kind of just like one-time viewings, or maybe. And they're all part of the same world. They all belong yeah. to the same world. Okay, so filmography. So after Uncle Bon Me, he did uh, Mekon Hotel, which I never saw, mm. and then Cemetery of Splendor, which I saw. Oh, uh, yeah. Which was good. Um, and yeah. That's the most recent one. The, no, the most no. recent one was 10 Years Thailand, 2018, oh. but I haven't seen that. Don't know that. But it seems to be a... Is that short? It's like an anthology. Okay. Oh, but what, oh, speaking of shorts, okay, mm. so Under the Skin... Oh, under the skin, yeah, yeah. Did you see Jonathan Glazer's short film? No. Oh, no. so good. good. We need to go. Watch I mean, it's it. it's good. It's got. It feels a bit gimmicky, but it's. I don't know. It's good. Now I'm like I I I went to sleep thinking about it. Yes, it is kind of just like a nightmare. It. I don't think if it was made today, the question is, would it play at Cannes? No. It would like if he wasn't Jonathan Glazer. If he wasn't Jonathan Glazer, it would play at Fantasia, I think. Anyways, um, at most it's seven minutes long and it yeah. nothing really happens. But but under the skins, that deserve a I think so. A shout, yeah. Definitely. I just love the bits in Glasgow. On I the, mean the, um, the style of the movie. Her, the van. I mean, the there's music. a movie I mean, that Scarlett Johansson. He discovered Mika. Yeah, that's the movie where Scarlett Johansson is good, but she doesn't talk in it. She is good in it, but she, yeah, but she's it's the casting which is good more than her probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a great movie. Do it. Uh, what? Did, who did you say? L. Do we really want that? I just that wanted. Right. I just oh, wanted a, a late comer like for worst for films like of the decade. German film Victoria. One of the most <laughs> oh, yeah, overrated films. That, yeah. Well, there's an, another one shot film just came out. Um, oh yeah, but that's a war movie. It's Sam yeah. Mendes, right? One. Kirk. Oh wait, when is America? Sam Mendes. Yeah, Sam Mendes. Yeah. But did he also do James Bond? Skyfall. The, the new one. No, the new no, one. Oh, no, I don't did. know. I don't know. Okay, do we want to... No, no, that's Carrie Fukunaga, did the one that's about to come out. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Um. So, obviously, the internet has the obvious ones. Boyhood? No, no, no I think Boyhood was one that I wrote down as, like, films that have aged badly. Really? Ironically. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it's about <laughs> age. Um, so, Theo, you, you saw The Irishman? Yes. Yeah, yeah, but really like the Irishman. Um, it it hit me in ways I didn't expect. Really? Yeah. Um, in it was just unexpectedly like um, sympathetic and kind of mature. I don't know. I was expecting like a shot, a good fellow show reel. 
but what he got was like a drama about mm, mistakes and regrets and dying and stuff mm-hmm. which I thought like yeah slipped it in there yeah I thought the the content was great the issue I had with it mainly was De Niro I just I just thought he didn't pull he looks through quite old. <laughs> yeah uh, I th- I thought he was great, but um, I th- what do you mean? What do you mean? What what didn't he pull through? And I d- I just feel like he compared to Pacino and Pesci, he just d- doesn't seem like he's acting anymore. He seems like he's just doing the lines for some reason. He d- he doesn't compared to Goodfellas, for example. He he. When I watched that movie, I, it seems that he is the character that he's playing, you know, mm-hmm. which is very oversimplified. But in the Irishman, I just, I, I felt like he knew that, you know, he knows he's Robert De Niro. He knows he's in a Scorsese movie and he's not quite pulling his weight. I mean, this, yeah. the CG thing was annoying for a little bit, but I mean, that was what I was uh, worried about, but it didn't bother me the, much. The, the part where it's most awkward, I think, is when... um. He beats up that grocer, yeah, and, uh, and he kicks him when he's down. And he just, you can see Robert De Niro's like frail old body, like so stiff and tired. But how old is he supposed to be? He's supposed In to be there, like there forty. He's, right? There he's meant to be like yeah, thirties, no, forties. But like his body is clearly yeah, hunched over, belonging to an eighty-year-old man. Just um, yeah. I I I think the reason the performance that works for me is it feels quite like self-consciously. Scorsese and his company kind of doing their last bit and that is part of the sort of tone of like reflection and regret and stuff that you get from the the performances and the film and that's just like built into it mm-hmm. and that's why having Robert De Niro see the whole film through even though he obviously isn't 30 uh, kind of made sense for me. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good point. But yeah, I, I liked it. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe. Just a reminder that we still have an open call for a third issue. We're looking for essays and photography on the theme of youth. You can email your submissions to editors at scenesjournal.com and find more information on our website. Thank you.